can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really got a stream in. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she Howdy, 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 and welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. As you can already tell, it's April Fool's Day, and this indeed is not Brandon Greenhouse. It's David Bauer, and with me as always, for the very first time, Tara Preston. Tara, excuse me, Tara, definitely not Jane Preston. <laughs> hello, How's hello, it going hello. today, T? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. This is the most hilarious way to spend our april fool's day i think i think so too why not why not give us a shot no why not why not you know turn the reins over to the people who make sure the biggest fools in our lives sound good (laughs) every single episode so tara and i are happy to be with you today um i'm sure you're already jumping on instagram to post your excitement about um, you know, this reprieve from listening to Jane and Brandon this week. But um, if you don't know our handles, please, um, on Instagram and what? We're at Movies Facebook. We Missed? Facebook. Facebook, that's right. If you're meta, we're at <laughs> Movies We Missed. And if you're on Twitter and you're uh, Twittering away, Twittering. Twitting away. No. Twit, twit, Twitting away. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, hit us up at MWM Chat. So um, please jump on there. Tell everybody to uh, listen to this week's episode because it's a good one because it's with us, Tara and Dave. This week's movie, which Tara picked out for us. And I don't know if you realized how appropriate this film was for (laughs) the month of April, Tara. Oh, God. Yeah, it is, isn't it? (laughs) It's Earth Day this month. I didn't even think about it. What is our film this, this, this week, Tara? Our film is Biodome. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. I definitely watched it too many times and have ingrained the the jokes and the sayings and the isms so hard into my brain that they are still there to this day. And so I was happy to pull this movie out with Dave, who hasn't seen it since... Probably hey, I haven't seen it since 94. I rented it as a new release at Maybe my local video then? store. It's actually, no, it actually came out in 1996, T. Oh, and, yes. And I think that's important because this really kind of um, marked the end of Pauly Shore's uh, film career. Nice. And uh, as I, I as I read on, uh, I think, uh, Wikipedia, uh, Alec Baldwin warned Stephen Baldwin <laughs> to beware of this, this role because it could very well end his as well as well so yeah he still acted afterwards sure but when did the usual suspects come out was that before or after this that i don't know i'm so bad at dates it Um, was before so yeah thank god he got a good one in there mainly he like he never did a comedy again that i saw no i don't believe he did after this maybe some children's movies or something where he had a joke but like he never he never attempted comedy again after this that's for sure 
Um, I didn't realize that this was Polly Shore's last movie, or not last movie, but like last big hit. I for some reason I thought it was like gonna be in the army now. No, 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 because he got all thing. those in, and this was the uh, one that kind of was the turning point for him in his film career. Was that? Oh, funny. He just wasn't. He wasn't bankable. He hadn't proved himself as bankable um, as much as well, I he think. He had in my eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he had those string of movies. We all remember them. I think for him though, like this seemed to be, this seemed to be a, a talked about film, like uh, in terms of a comedy script, um, I'm Dana Gould and Harlan Williams were originally the um, stars of this film to begin with. Really? Yeah. And it had gotten so far in the planning process that they were, you know, already workshopping, you know, scenes together and running lines and all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, I guess uh, when Wasn't it finally came it. to about production, um, the studio came to the director and was just like, um, we we want somebody's. We don't want nobody's in this film. So I guess they went with Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. But yeah, I was surprised that this wasn't in a this wasn't a Pauly Shore vehicle to begin with, because it just feels that zany. Definitely feels like that. I even wrote down in my notes um, that. Polly Shore and Baldwin have such good chemistry in this movie yeah. that it's it felt like they wrote it together. Or Polly Shore just writes himself. Like For he's sure. always his own. He he can't be anyone besides Polly Shore. Like of course he can be characters, but like the jokes are. Always and you say be the good chemistry. It was unsettling chem chemistry for <laughs> That's me. That's why I liked it. <laughs> so it's like, and we'll get into all this. We're, we're, maybe we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here by jumping right into the movie. Um, but uh, in lieu of the traditional synopsis, uh, we're going to uh, throw to um, T with a little, uh, a little synop, synop, maybe a synop, a synop, shortened a synop. synopsis. Yeah, I, I wrote. Um, I am not the writer that Jane is. We all know we can check her credentials, um, but I do I do dabble. Um, so I did. I wrote a little short synopsis that I will definitely read for you. Um, okay, so here we go. I'm going to read mine. In Arizona in 1996, people wanted to make a difference in the impending environmental crisis. So they turned to a team of scientists who volunteered to survive in an enclosed space for a full year. After the grant checks were cashed and the building was stocked with supplies, they sealed the doors and started the clock. Little did they know that just behind them was lurking. Buddy comedy starring Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. And they are here to destroy all of your scientific data. Bud and Doyle, or Bob and Daryl? No, Bud, Bud and Doyle. Bud and Doyle managed to destroy every environment they enter, no matter how big it is, until they magically see the error of their ways and set out on a path of restoration. In this week's episode of Movies We Missed, Biodome! Excellent. Excellent, excellent. It wasn't bad. I, okay, like, initial, initial thoughts on this as soon as it started... I don't really remember this movie. I was not that much of a Pauly Shore person, much in the same same way that um, uh, Adam Sandler was a little too zany for me, ah. and I did not like his chaotic shenanigans. Did he make you uncomfortable? Like, 
like how Adam Sandler. Yeah, like well, like Larry David makes me uncomfortable, like socially. It's very much in that way. Yeah. It's it's not it's not. I think Brandon said it best a few weeks ago, and I can't remember what episode it was on. But you know, uh, chaos is just n- uh, not understanding someone's motives. Yes, <laughs> and or not under yeah, not knowing where somebody is coming from, and it's just like. And I and he said that, and I thought to myself, I was like, oh yeah, that's my biggest problem with the world. It's like I just don't understand where people are coming from. It's Absolutely. and obviously that's why we get annoyed with people, but um, <laughs> frustrated with them. But yeah, so it. it those yes, Larry David, he's always making like the wrong decision or he's acting like in a way that I'm like, you know better. Yeah. You know this is just and you you don't have a you don't have like a uh uh an uncomfortable bone in your body. A social you're, you're filter, okay a social bone, oh, or no. like a yeah. An awareness. Or maybe they are aware of it and they don't care. You know? Oh, they, they, they don't, it doesn't impact them. This They don't feel yeah. the shame the same way the rest of us do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you should. <laughs> the way you Maybe should. Don't, don't uh, feel the shame. But yeah, just from the beginning, as soon as he's on that sofa, like coming up with that excuse and going, mahi, 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 or whatever he mahi, was doing. Mahi, free mahi, mahi. That's it. Yeah. As soon as he started doing that, I was like, I can't, I can't. And I was so pleased right from the jump with like um, the girlfriends, uh, uh, Joey Adams, and I can't remember the other actress's Joey Lauren name. Joey Adams the t- is the one. Joey Lauren Adams, of um, course. I love her. And um, Jen is Teresa Hill, which I don't know her reference to other movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she really went on to do anything mm-hmm. else, but I was just like, I was so happy they were back in the car and immediately like uh, – Joy Lauren Adams, she said, she was just like, oh, like, like, I can't believe she, she just questioned like, you know, why are we with these guys? <laughs> like, we shouldn't be with people who act like that. Like, and I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You should be running away right now. Correct. And rightly is your, so. Is your answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what, like, okay. So yes, for me, it was renting this video. I think I probably watched it in its entirety and and then just blocked it from my memory. Like I knew, I knew the loose beats of the the movie, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, okay. Yeah. They get locked in. They can't leave for 365 days a year. I forgot. Like they found the stupid key to get out, you know, eventually <laughs> like completely forgot that. And I forgot how they resolved it by, you know, actually taking care of the, the biosphere, the, ca- the, but, the full 360 of the, of the heart journey, journey of the heart, but all, yes. But all of the nonsense, like that, like the little, like the little moments with the two of them where they're like, I'm sorry, they're just fondling each other most of the movie. I mean, it's pretty gay. <laughs> I have a, I it's have, super gay. A, and like, they're supposed to be brothers, right? No, no, no. Well, they're, uh, they're like neighbors. So they're not actual like physical brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, Cause like little kid I, best I was friends. so confused. Yeah. No, I think it I was, was like, so confused. They stayed over at each other's houses a lot. Yeah. 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 No, I was so confused because like there's that moment early on in the movie where like they're they're going by the biosphere or the sign for the biosphere, Mm -hmm. the biodome, excuse me. And they're going by it and they're like, biodome, what does that mean? It goes both ways. And then Pauly Shore and him like lean in and they touch fingertips. They're like, no, but we do. (laughs) No, they touch tongues. Uh, they touched oh, did they? Yeah, oh, oh yeah i didn't i didn't even see that so i wrote something down um towards the end of the movie um to kind of jump around a little bit about that is mm-hmm. that this movie is fairly gay like the gay jokes in it aren't bad they are like kind of funny and um with the times like 
you know they're mm-hmm. they're uh, on the edge of environmentalism they're on the edge of music kind of you know the the soundtrack is pretty yep. edgy um which i love that soundtrack so much but also like the gay stuff is the only bad joke is at the end joey lauren adams says um calls someone a homo like yeah. in a negative way and then the other girl goes sapien so that was just a setup <laughs> for a joke but it was the only one that had yeah. like that negative commentation of actually calling someone a homo so i did like the the gay of like it seemed more like they were two best friends who like to bang a girl together or something like that. Like that kind of, I don't of work. know. There was more going on there <laughs> yeah, because like the, when, when he, so, okay, let's, let's, let's bring it back. So, so, uh, real quick, you know, uh, initial story beats. We got, uh, these two boneheads trying to get out of like an earth day or sorry. Yeah. An earth mm-hmm. day, uh, cleanup that's going on in their community. And so their girlfriends are coming over and they decide what Tara let's let's one of us is going to get bashed in the head with this book and act like we're knocked out. And that's going to get us out of this thing, which I love that. It's like an actual like thing they've done in the past Absolutely, because the girls, the girls hint at like it not being their first time that this has happened. And so like they, the girls initially buy it, but that's when the whole like, Pauly Shore grabbing the mahi mahi, the yeah. stuffed mahi off the wall and going free mahi, free mahi. <laughs> he was trying to get it down and then he fell. Because it's Earth. And then day. there's an imp. Because it's Earth Day, and then there's the the the, the other girlfriend, um, Stephen Baldwin's girlfriend, uh, ends up um, noticing the imprint of the encyclopedia on his head. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, they realize that, oh, no, you're just trying to get out of just doing this, like, good service for our community. They leave in a huff, as they should. They're out the door. But I just love, like, then they go and find out what. They find out, like, the girls call them. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to this party at this lake. And they're, like, all jealous, even though that's not where the girls are going. Mm -hmm. The boys leave. They get all the way there. And it's a toxic waste site. Vasquez Lake? You mean Vasquez Crap Hole. Crap Hole. <laughs> and, and on their way back, what? Uh, what Stephen Baldwin's character's name. What is it? Uh, Doyle. Yeah, Stubbs. Doyle. Doyle. Dubs. Yeah. So Doyle, he, he has to pee. He can't cork it. And so they mistake this biodome coming up down the road as a mall. And they pull off to pee there. It's during the peeing when he finally relieves himself in the waterfall that I realized, like, no, they're they're into each other more than that. <laughs> because, like, Pauly Shore is just, like, staring at, oh, at Stephen Baldwin P. Absolutely. Just watching. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's... yeah. And it's just, like, yeah. Between that and, like, all of the other, like, little lean-ins, apparently, yeah. like, I didn't even realize they were touching tongues, probably because I was, like, blocking it out. I was like, oh, I don't want to see see this. <laughs> dreaded Stephen baldwin and paulie shore just making out they both look stinky i don't like it (laughs) they both look stinky and that's why they like it though (laughs) like when they're in that when they're in that tent and they're retro uh in the uh in the past and uh they're sniffing each other's farts and stuff yes it's like like how many bad hand jobs had happened in that tent Not to mention, like the the uh, when Stephen Baldwin when Dooley uh, eats uh, or chews off Polly Shore's toenail. Oh God, with Jane. That is like why? 
It's I have that. That is so disgusting. I said, why yes, did that's they have to do that? Something that happens in the movie, listeners. If you haven't seen it. Okay, and just to show you this, this is a picture of Doyle in the in the tent sniffing the farts, uh, and it's next to a picture of my friend Matt, who. That's wild. Pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> So That's these so were the funny. kind of people I hung out with. <laughs> these were the kind of jokes I thought were funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, it was too much for me. It was it would and I remember even as a kid, I was like, this I this is not my kind of comedy. I can't like <laughs> I can't. But I really I, I had fun watching it because it the absurdity is just it's there's no there's no there's no point of view behind it. No. There's like there's no like there, there there's nothing that it's adding to the story in no. any way. It's well, just nonsense for the sake of nonsense. It is. That's the big thing that I don't really um what my memory blocks out is mostly the plot. <laughs> and that's because yeah. it's their chemistry is so good and it goes even into like the bisexual stuff and whatever they joke about in it is like those two look like they're having a great time together because they are having a great time together and that's fucking yeah. funny and jane yeah. even says like yeah plot be damned whatever um it's, yeah. it's still it's still there's still good bits and it's just bit on bit on bit like yeah and it's right. all topical which doesn't exactly make it age super well in some aspects. I don't know if other no. generations will find it as funny as I necessarily do. Right, right. But it's like the bits are hilarious if you pick up all those little references that they're dropping and stuff like that from that time frame. I love it. It's it's all of Polly Shore's movies. Every time, every one of his movies, like they have a, most of his movies have like a, a sequence or whatever you want to call that, like a, a formula. Yeah. No, and 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 that's the thing I think where he he may have like um you know at this point like jumping into something like this like it's so funny because it does feel like we said earlier like something he would do anyways mm -hmm. that it was almost like it was written for him. But I think that like it just goes to show like how much of Polly Shore he brings to the table right. in like cuz I I he, it's all just so irreverent and goofy that like, it just feels like, oh, yeah, this movie is written around him. So perfect. His stand-up is good, um, but it's – I think his context is better when he's got, like, a, a little – like, a, a video around him. I feel like he would – if he was – um, this age, that age now, he would do really well on the internet. Like currently, Polly Shore doesn't. Oh, I would agree do very with you. well on the internet. But I bet you, if he knew, he was young right now, man, the like the platforms that we have for TikTok and stuff like that, I think he would do really well with because that's how his comedy works. Yeah, the best. Yeah, plot be damned because it certainly is a lot of fun. It is funny how you like the whole environmentalism aspect of the movie is still so like relevant obviously today and probably will be for a very long time I wrote the same thing and now. so so it's uh it does it is it is somewhat timeless uh but man those opening titles <laughs> the crazy opening title sequence it. and i was just like trying to figure out what it was like telling us it was just a bunch of like it was just a bunch of different images like americana and like all sorts of different stuff just flashing to like you know rock. uh heavy rock music yeah and it's just like i was like wait what are like and then it's just like earth day and it starts with <laughs> it starts with that uh promotional video that about the biodome <laughs> yeah yeah and uh but yeah it starts with that and i'm just like whoa like oh i thought i thought oh, i thought there's gonna be something else going on here but never mind um <laughs> 
but the movie is just like like I do like the fact that like they are they're not like especially with how they advance the plot and everything. It's like it's like there's these non sequiturs happening, um, and, you know, in between like you know the the plot moves and everything with the two of them just acting like knuckleheads doing whatever bonehead like you know activity they've dreamt up in their heads. It's and their little the side bits in, it's just everything like, bits it. on bits. Yeah, bits on bits on bits. <laughs> You know, like when he's, you know, they're doing the rope swing and then he goes flying into the other area. And then all of a sudden and Kylie Minogue, like that was the other thing that cracked me up, which I read about her, too. She was just like, no, that was like one of the worst career decisions I made was doing that movie. My father ridicules me to this day about it. That's hilarious. This is I'll say this is okay. I've seen this movie a million times, as I've already said, but this is the first time I understood that that was her. Um, cause I yeah. was looking at it at the same time or I was looking like stuff up while I was watching it and I was like, Kylie Minogue, no, that, that age doesn't match up. I was like, that can't be her. It must be just a same. No, but she's been around. She, I mean, she's been a star forever, you know? And then I was like thinking, I was like, oh wait, she does have an Australian accent. Like, it is her. Right. It's so, like, is she in other movies? I, don't I mean, know. maybe. I I, not that I can recall. What if this is her only <laughs> She's like, fuck, no, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I'm never doing another movie. Especially how they treat them. Like, um, oh, they're they're just I mean, there is not a notion of consent around. No, no they're it's... like grabbing at them. They climbed into bed with them at one point. Right. So the uh, the two scientists, the two um, uh, female scientists in the movie, one is played by Kylie Minogue. The other one is played by somebody I'm looking up right Kylie now. Kylie Minogue is Petra and Mimi or no. Not Mimi. Yeah, Mimi. Yeah, Dara. Dara Tamanovich. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Dara Tamanovich plays Dara. Or no, Mimi, excuse me. And there, she plays Mimi. There are two other, the other female scientists. scientists, but they like apparently are, are not attractive enough or something. I don't know. Or they just don't yeah, use them as the sexual objects right. that they use these other two women as, which is um, interesting, to say the least, how they... <laughs> go through this process yeah um they start off like they was saying um by crawling into bed with them and again and again with the bisexual stuff why aren't they crawling into like romulus's bed romulus seems really into it you know by the end of it yeah. he's like smiling when you're right and then smiling uh, at him <laughs> Denise Dows, who plays uh, Olivia Biggs the mm-hmm. other scientist um in the biodome um one of the other scientists in the biodome, they don't really harass her nearly as much. No. They do a little bit. They really give um, Romulus a hard time. I mean, yes, which is- he, he gets it the worst. I, I like the moment all those bugs get released. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, if that's my life's work, I, I would murder somebody possibly. Yeah, no. And he's like, he, for, like, that's one part of it. They all forgive them at the end. And it's like, fuck, no, you would. all these scientists no. life, life work. They would not forgive these people. <laughs> well, and not to mention, like, I don't know how you guys got that biodome back to homeostasis <laughs> or whatever, because like all of these creatures that you needed for the place to be sustained are now dead. And maybe, maybe they didn't necessarily need all those insects because they were in cages inside a room and everything. But like, but I was just like, man, it just seems like, um, I would have, I would have killed somebody by now. Like if, (laughs) if they were in there and they did that, cause it's just chaos for the sake of chaos. It's just like, like why would anybody start like flailing their arms and pulling everything down? If, if they didn't just mean to do that. And thought it would be a lot of fun. That's the one is like, there's 
there's so many good um, montages in this movie, and yeah. they're all chaotic. Um, well, I guess some of them are, are helpful, but um, <laughs> the chaotic ones are, it's really, it is just the stake of causing trouble. Like, they're so bored. Yeah. They, I mean, and then I see at the end that they had only been in there for a month, and now that we've been, like, in lockdown and stuff, I'm like, fuck you go that crazy after one month. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it's not that bad. I yeah. will say though, like I noticed, I noticed like the, you know, they, they had the same clothes on day after day after day, those first couple days, uh, when they were inside the biodome mm-hmm. and I started thinking about it and I was like, you guys are just like, you're constantly getting food all over yourselves. You're rolling around. You're generally just, you know, messy guys. Like you must, you must smell bad. Like you yes. must smell very bad. And at one point they threw on those like funky jumpsuits that the, like they, they very uh, Zach powers of them to like, you know, or not will actually will Smith of them to Mm -hmm. take the, uh, the, the uniform, like in fresh prints, you know, he takes the uniform, but he flips it inside out. He makes it his own style. It's the blazer he wears at the uh, prep school that him and Carlton go to. Yeah. 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 So it was just like, all of a sudden they showed up in these, like, uh, you know, Polly and Steven, they show up in these like funky scientist um, outfits, but they were like tie dyed or painted somehow. Something stained and ripped. Yeah. 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 But they wore those once and then they're back to their regular clothes. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, is there, is there like a washer and dryer here? How are we cleaning our clothes? Are we dipping them in the lake? lake? Yeah. Cause they're not supposed to. Yeah. Because then they're in the they're in the oxygen or is it a the rainmaker the rain the tub oh they're in the rainmaker as a hot tub he's making acid rain because that's funny because fart jokes are great still Um, always (laughs) always Um, oh wait I want to go back to the girls because I have a lot of notes on them still Um, the girlfriends they are constantly getting cheated on by these guys Um, so it's the four it's the four girls that are. The boys are, like, tossing themselves back and forth between, uh, even though they're, like, technically dating Joey Lauren Adams and the other girl. Um, when the when the, when the the two scientists offer themselves finally in the end, and yeah. they, they make out for a minute, and then they say, but we have girlfriends, and uh, push them away. And it's like... Yeah, it's I mean, not redeeming. Like I wish they, I wish they wouldn't have had them off, have the girls offer themselves at the end. They're like come yeah. around, whatever you want to call it. Like come around to them. Like I, I really didn't right. feel that for their for. I wish they could have given us at like one moment of like women saying no, but still. Most of Polly Shore's movies are pretty misogynistic. Like he is. Oh, absolutely. Huge... Surprisingly, though, there's always that little bit of like. Um... Uh, bisexual element to it maybe not always but like Encino Man that was something we saw when you know Brandon Jane watched Encino Man was like it was very fluid Pauly Shore was like kind of like you know all over the place and then you know in this movie obviously he is very much misogynistic but there is like some sort of fluidity with him and Stephen Baldwin for whatever reason so interesting combination of yeah um over masculinity well so it, it it reflects a little bit maybe to the comedy club stuff where he had to be a hard dude to probably live you know where you know where he's from right the com- oh yeah the, yeah the comedy, yeah. The comedy store and, and he's store. from la all um, that stuff yeah, so yeah. he must have had to be like kind of a hard dude to be around all those gruff people like i mean yeah. comedy that's a hard place to grow probably um get your ego in and stuff or 
Yeah, he had to be quick. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would assume that maybe this is a little bit of the, you know, the, the script being written for somebody else too, oh, where it's just like, Polly's trying, you know, obviously the story's already written that these guys are kind of like misogynistic, but then, you know, he's trying to bring a little more of a, you know, <laughs> queer element to it. Cause that's, I, I don't know how else to call it. I know he's not queer. I mean, that I, I'm aware of, but like, know you know, he, he does have a queer, a queer piece of his personality, I think. Um, particularly, I mean, watching him during spring break on MTV, it's just like, you know, Absolutely. all the drapey clothes and the hey buddies. <laughs> um, and if it's not, it's, it's a way of, of making everyone comfortable around him and disarming people yeah. and like getting people's yeah. anger. Like he seemed to get people's anger out of the way by disarming them with the queer stuff. So I think it's, I think right. it's such a good trope that he used, even if it wasn't, you know, perfect, I guess, and helpful mm -hmm. all the time to us queers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Leakey also seemed to be a little queer. Um, the, the the scientist on the outside or maybe he was just the funder oh he is and you know he's from blues brothers he yes. plays the uh head nazi in the yes, blues brothers does. that is oh, what's his name i don't know his name but he's in uh, lots of stuff i love seeing him pop up oh gosh henry gibson nice. henry gibson yeah william leakey he plays um william leakey and yeah i love him i i Every time I see him in a movie, I'm always just like tickled because he's just such a good character actor. He stands out so much. And I really wish there were more of them. I do like his whole bit of like, you know, obviously he invested a hundred million dollars into this biodome. You know, I was very curious, like, what do you do, bro? Like, what's your story? <laughs> you know, and but he invested all this money into it. So, yeah, these two idiots, he's not going to let them ruin it for them. Um, so I love the quick pivot he does at the, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, opening days or I guess closing day ceremony where they're going inside the biosphere or uh, biodome to be locked in. And, um, Stephen Baldwin, and Pauly Shore, you know, end up going inside, um, and getting locked in with everybody. But I love that quick pivot when he sees the two of them and he just turns around and goes back to the podium to announce to the press that, they've got a surprise, you know, and it's just like these two fools are going to be, you know, inside with everybody, you know? Um, but I love also how he so quickly just starts to capitalize, capitalize on it. With the on it. Action, fi action figures and everything and all that stuff, the t-shirts and all that stuff. He's a it's business so funny. Man. It's just like, he's a businessman. He's going to get his money back. This thing might, you know, go bust, but at least he's going to get all this money back. He's going to sell t-shirts. Um, and you know, at the end, um, my favorite part of this for him is his, when they're doing the, the sex line at their, um, yeah. And Doyle are mimicking what they would sell. And one of the s things they would sell is a, a sex, a phone sex line. And, um, so they're imitating um, sexual voices and stuff like that. And Leaky pulls a cigarette out of his pocket and like has this the cutest little curl of his smile, like like he just like likes it so much. And then he kind of like that that, that Grinch yes. Grinch little curl. He I, he does that. He yeah, does that little good. like you know Mr. Grinch from the cartoon, just that little curl up on one side. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oops, I wasn't supposed to like that, but I did. I took, I, my body showed it. <laughs> I was just I was just looking at the cast and something popped up for Biodome 2021 and I'm like what? wait what there was oh, another God. Biodome that came out but no this is completely unrelated and doesn't even look like it 
actually got made. <laughs> I will say like one of my notes, one of my notes is um, because we have, okay. So um, obviously these two, they, you know, end up in the biodome, their girlfriends are on the outside, their girlfriends are, you know, going back and forth on whether they need to stay true to these two fools. And, you know, they're going to parties, they're checking things out, they're talking to some guys. But I don't think they realize that Arizona men are apparently all trash <laughs> because there's like not a good guy in this movie whatsoever. Aside from Romulus, oh, like totally. Romulus, I guess. But like, but anybody else, any other male character in this movie that is after them is just like mischievous and devious at worst. Like they're always like plotting like some sort of scheme to like wrangle them in and ensnarl them. And I'm like, I'm like, mm, just go up and say hi. Like, right? you know, it's just like, what are we doing here? The other gross part about it is, um, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name. What's the dude? The Joy Lord's Adam's stepfather or like mother's boyfriend the guy in her house oh oh it's uh it's uh russell negron russell russell yeah is disgusting russell is oh, Joey Lauren Adams, um like step or mother's boyfriend or something and he says he hurt his bladder rollerblading um rollerblading. so he has to live on her couch and be disgusting all the time um what he does like every time she's around he's creepy to her and like saying like you want me you know you want me and saying like super inappropriate things for a, uh, I mean th- possible stepfather to be saying to her yeah no and, and Russell's played by Taylor Negron who you've Such probably seen in a character. bunch of movies yeah great character actor um, but he is such a sleaze. Like you're right. He is just a sleaze ball. Especially well. oh, he plays it so well. My favorite line is like when so eventually, eventually, um, our 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 uh two uh antagonists, um, you know, Bud and Stubbs there, they f- get banished to the desert section of the biodome, right, T? Like yes. they they uh they get into some laughing gas and find a bunch of snacks. Um, because they're sick of eating tofu and they get high as a kite and eat all the goodies. And finally everybody's fed up with them, especially after they destroy Romulus's lab and, you know, stick all his bugs to that giant like flypaper. <laughs> they banish them, them to the desert. Yep. They banish them to the desert. Um, I have a note about the, the nitrous oxide scene. Yes. Um, so yes, the two, yes, yes. Bud and Doyle, they um, are so bored out of their minds or something. And they um, decide to sneak into the supply cabinet and they find some medical supplies that is full of um, junk food and nitrous oxide. Yeah. Um, so I wrote, I was about 14 when this came out. Um so this was like 
a drugs scene that wasn't scary <laughs> to a 14 year old yeah like it wasn't to do with heroin and your friend's gonna overdose it was just man. a good time it was just laughing and laughing gas and cheetos and it was like it was like made look drugs look so fun as a kid like, just like <laughs> while out with your friend and like i don't feel anything <laughs> like looked like so much fun to a 14 year old who knew nothing but just like having a good time um and not covering your pain with drugs <laughs> right so i i did love that scene it holds near and dear to my heart but then yeah they get banished to the desert which is cruel um because the desert can be cold right people can die yeah it was it's hot it's cold it's everything in between they're out there for a few days and then they stumble across this key in a window or a door that has just been left there mistakenly and these two idiots just open it up and walk right out and i at that point i was so like i was like you're gonna ruin everything <laughs> i was so on the side of the scientists well, I can't remember right, but it might be what happened with the real one. The um the real the team that did the real biosphere or whatever it was, um there I think it was that they had like a window open or something that they were getting supplies through a back window or oh, something wow. like that. And so I think that was the the link there to the actuality of the situation. Um so I loved seeing that. That's why I liked them getting banished to the desert. I was like they needed an excuse to get them over there um this was also filmed in uh, a couple different places um the outside is um really well known water it's treatment the water treatment center i can't remember how many mo other movies it's been used in but i've definitely yeah, seen it, it like two or three throughout my life um it's a really it's been um put they put props on it in different ways and try and dress it up and stuff like that but it's like it's such a cool looking entrance and a uh, nice building and then they also used um some sort of like uh i think it was something in arizona um i have the worst yeah it's memory. the biosphere two yeah. um in arizona where they have which is an actual biosphere the indoor sh the interior shots are are mainly from there which are beautiful i'd love to go see that if it's still a real thing that'd be kind of cool yeah it looks like they they filmed also at a japanese garden somewhere and they they filmed at a high school so <laughs> there must be some other scenes and shots like especially on the interior Faking you it. know where they're there the bedrooms are and oh, those those yeah. kind of like scenes that might be like a couple different places that yeah, they or the shot interiors for yeah especially but like those gardens were so lush that i'm i'm not surprised to see that they were they were in like a you know conservatory or some of some yeah. sort because like i just that was my other thought i was like man that would be the, all those plants that is so much money in plants well that's what that conservatory that is is i i read like one line about it yeah it yeah. said that it has the four different uh you go from the four different um very cool areas i don't know what they're called but like desert jungle yeah. like the arid house yeah. and all the yeah. the rainforest house Rain, and all that yeah, yeah. that's really cool. cool yeah um <clears throat> we can go back to those um, bros that the the ladies found that were uh, shady. Yeah. Um, they uh, threw a party to like entice these girls to come hang out with them and try and get laid. Um, but then they find out through Roach, which I love that character of Roach. Um, he's such a burnout. Um, and uh, that they're gonna have a party at the dome. And yeah, because they get they get out of the dome. They decide to throw a party. They make some flyers. And when we're at the, the party that the girls are at, it's lame. They're getting back rubs. They're bored. They're like, what are we doing? 
nothing for the environment. Like this isn't yeah. doing anything. Um, we do get a glimpse there of uh, the, I think it's the first ever uh, video uh, movie that tenacious D appears. Yes. Yeah. Is that the first Kyle and Jack are there? It yeah. is their very first film debut as tenacious D. So cool. We just so, need to save the trees. Just save some <laughs> fucking trees. I love it. Um, I am a tenacious D fan. I got, I was got a little sick of, of them after a while, but they were pretty yeah. funny for a while. I still appreciate them. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they they had their moment though. Yes, he's. I mean, just like musically, that guy is like, I. What is what is it like inside of his brain? Like, I'm not musical yeah. at all. One, not one. Yeah. I can't sing. I can't keep a rhythm. I can't dance. Nothing. Like, but Jack Black is just like. I still watch him on TikTok and stuff, and he just like moves his body with like such ease and and like like a dancer. He like dances around and sings mm-hmm. and shit like that, and it's like. What is it like in there <laughs> to, to create yeah. music like that naturally? I don't know. He's yeah, it's so right. funny, too, when you have these moments where, you know, somebody we know so well but or, you know, two people we know very well pop up in something very early like this. And you're like, but I want more. I want more. I, that's it. That's all we get of these two people that I know very well and usually have bigger parts. That's all we get. Yeah, oh. Like five lines. <laughs> but, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know they no, wrote that song. Up, yeah. <laughs> No, but leading up to this, um, just going back to when they actually escape the biodome before we get to the party and all oh, that yeah. stuff, they like Taylor Negron has my favorite line, which is he. So, okay, of course, the boys, they get out of the biodome. The first thing they want something to eat. So they order themselves some pizza. Guess who got a job? Well, our buddy Russell, he's up off the couch. He's delivering pizzas now. So he pulls up with a bunch of like a stack of pizzas, like five pizzas and a couple big gulps for him. Bladder and busters. He's deliver- yeah, some bladder busters. And um, Pauly Shore right off the bat, he's like, whoa, Russell, you got a job? Yeah, fucking President Clinton. And he's like, whoa, you're having sex with President Clinton? Are you Bill Clinton? Whatever he yeah. says. <laughs> And I was just like, that's a really good line. I like one that he's like pissed off that, you know, uh, President Clinton's creating jobs. <laughs> and then and then Polly Shore just taking that and be like, you're having sex with Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and cameo, cameo, by the way, by Roger Clinton, Bill's brother in this movie. What? I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, he? I think, why the Bill Clinton joke gets slid in there. Oh, sure. He plays he plays the professor who has like the Bud and Stubbs T-shirt on. Oh, Yeah. And he gets a Joey, Joey Lauren Adams, um, signs his t-shirt along with the other girlfriend. Was he singing And he's a song? just like, yes, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go write a song about that, them or something like that. Oh, funny. That's, that's Roger Clinton. I figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always figured that was somebody. I thought it was like a country music person or doesn't he have like a mullet or something? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he does. I'm I don't sure. know that that's for so a fact, funny. but I always yeah, he, I never knew who that was. Yes. That's probably absolutely that, why that joke. Got he's got that Southern, Southern twang to him. Oh, that makes so much sense now. Um, the other mullet that was great in that movie that Jane pointed out while we were watching it. Um, Jane does actually kind of like this movie. She doesn't like love it. And she like, wasn't super jazzed it, to watch it. Again. It grew on me. <laughs> but, yeah. It grew on me. It grew on me. There's laughs. Yeah. You know, but the other mullet was um, Faulkner's. Faulkner's like red feathered long. Um, yes. Played by our old friend, William Atherton. Yes. From, a- of course, Die Hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
he always plays the asshole. He was also the asshole in Ghostbusters. He was the EPA yes. guy who was Love trying it. to shut down the Ghostbusters. Dick. Yeah. But no, he always I was actually rooting for him because I was like, oh, he's just trying to get his project done. He's being <laughs> cool about things. I really appreciate that. He's not being his usual self, you know, immediately just immediately. thinking about immediately just thinking about, you know, what's best for him. No, he's trying to make this work. And yeah, he eventually gets evil in the end. You can't really blame him. These guys are horrible. Like, oh, smile. by the way, like I wrote this down that when they were reminiscing at one point. I I realized these two are sociopaths, like complete <laughs> sociopaths. Absolutely. And I want you. I got one. I got I got exhibit A and only exhibit A. I mean, there's tons of things we could we could, you know, you know, say here. But yeah. the turtle and cat incident. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. It's not good. If I remember correctly, um, Bud, I believe Bud killed the turtle blamed it on the cat and then they killed the cat and i was just like that is terrible it's terrible these two are crazy because they're shouldn't use words like that these no. two these two are sociopaths like, these two don't have their boundaries don't have social no, boundaries um they not at all okay so these are kids in the 80s um i mean so people in the 70s were still like abusing animals regularly kids in the 80s knew mm -hmm. better uh, kids in the 90s kind of stopped they're trying to be funny with it and it's just it's not funny anymore <laughs> and like maybe no. back then that was still good a good joke but uh currently it's just animal abuse and i love it is. i love that that's changed for us <laughs> I, I i'm really excited about it too it was i was like so there were a lot of moments like that where they would do something whether it was like you know biting his toenail off you know which is just like still like that was terrible or like this whole conversation about you know killing these animals i'm just like i was just like okay like these two are just wild like chaos makers like okay like these are just who these people are in the world it, it, it once i got past that i was like this is actually a really funny movie it's just like yeah. a reverent extreme it's very much a product of its time and it was just a ton of fun. And it, honestly, at the end kind of had a good message yeah. in terms of like, <laughs> they always come know, around. Like, um, they, yeah. Eventually they were, uh, the, the come around scene is where they're in the desert, um, being punished, uh, right before they find the key, they're like, uh, admitting their sins to each other basically. And like, yeah, you remember that one time that I accidentally killed your turtle. And so that's where that story comes in. Yeah. Um, and then the other story is about, them starting the great chipmunk fire i can't remember exactly how it that story <laughs> which goes. was the one i kind of wanted to be true oh no it was true that's right that's, they yes, were like saying it and everything um and they were like they're like oh so that didn't happen it's like no that actually happened yeah. <laughs> um which reminds me i mean we're chicago people the the great chicago fire great chicago fire uh, mrs o'leary's cow i believe <laughs> Was it's all a lie, it. Tara. I know. It's all but that's a what lie. I'm saying. Like, that's why I like this story. Yeah. Like, they use so many good topical stories. Like, yeah. whether they use that on purpose or not, or associated. But it was really funny. Like, because it, it is just so absurd. Like, a Those cow kicking stories. over a, you yeah. know, yeah. And it's just like, no, no, that one was true. Yeah. It was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> that flaming chipmunk lit the, lit the place on fire. Actually, how everyone died. Um, so they uh, will roll around to the, they get. Um, 
the the word out and all of a sudden in droves everybody starts coming to the biodome to party uh to save the environment and uh the two girlfriends are in the car driving and they have like all these their hopes up they're like oh my gosh this could be so cool uh, i love julia lauren Nam's voice by the way like yeah the way she talks just makes me happy she's just like so optimistic yeah. and everything and um it's so it's so soft and hopeful hopeful innocent whatever <laughs> Um, yeah. and uh, she's like oh maybe they'll have big screen TVs and we'll be able to see inside and stuff like that and they get there and they're like fuck you everybody's going inside fuck this let me in where are they yeah and eventually they find the trashed biodome with everybody everywhere I mean the place is just packed with people there's people in the water there's people doing all sorts of playing music just yeah it's a big old rager and uh it goes all night it goes all night and in the morning we find the girls uh the girlfriends picking up all the garbage or doing their best and of course you know uh bud and stubs don't they don't even they don't even get it they don't realize what they've done they don't realize they thought they were doing something good and their brains you know, told them the wrong things. Um, too bad. Yeah. Too bad for them. Um, you also see at this time some of the the um, the team, the scientist team, stumbling out from um, their yeah. their party. Uh, some of them got into it. Some of them did not. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, my thought was like, well, I mean, at this point, like, I might as well join the chaos because, I mean, what's what's one? What more? do we got here? Yeah, what's yeah, one what's more cigarette? One more? What's one more beer on the floor? Oof, which is boy. <laughs> really a metaphor for our state of mind what's one more plastic right cup we're, we're, yeah. we're fine oh, eh. <laughs> um but they uh how do they i forget how do they uh come to terms what do they um he's like i'm never gonna quit anything I'm not going to quit this. Yeah, he goes on his little rant about how he's like, I've never quit anything. I'm certainly not going to quit this. Okay, I did quit. And then he just starts listing off a bunch of ridiculous things he quit. I think one of them was like Kangaroo Club or yeah. like, I can't remember <laughs> all of them. They're just ridiculous. And the yeah, last one was like masturbation. <laughs> masturbation. Uh, but yeah, so they, he kind of like, uh, you know, Stubbs inspires everybody um, to, you know, try to, try to turn the biodome around, clean it up, get it back to homeostasis. And, you know, um, you know, everybody joins in except for, you know, uh, Russell, who was still there from the night before and almost got locked in with everybody. Thankfully, you know, he got out before Polly counted down the, uh, you know, five seconds before they shut the door again. Before so, he swallowed the key. Um, I also before love he swallowed the key, that's how right. they use um, Russell and Roach um, for like all these random bit parts. Like he's the driver. Yeah. He's the party goer. He's like, like we can't like afford anyone else. Like, yeah, they're the ones who are kind of like pushing things forward but it is very much out of necessity you're right it's just like it's like oh we could like have somebody else but no nah, we'll just use them we'll just give him a couple more <laughs> we lines could create, we could have another character but we'll just use them just insert them <laughs> no it doesn't make any sense why russell's even you know helping them but yeah then they uh they get to work right t like they, they start do. cleaning the place up this um i think this is another one of my loves for this movie um they overuse the montage 
Um, oh, they, that's it's it's very montage heavy. So the, the end of this movie is so montage heavy, and you know that's what they need. Polly Shore again. It's it's a Polly Shore kind of thing that works for him. Um, he's he's good in bits. He's good without words sometimes. You know they have yeah. they have good physical humor and yeah. Um, you get these five second, thirty second moments of him just doing a gag, or you know uh, Baldwin's character doing a gag, and it does really work. I mean it's. Good montage bits. Giving yeah. them a topic and letting them just like run. I can't imagine just sitting yeah. down and like writing how many things you want to do for your bits the next day. Yeah. And, and, and just shooting. using the little, I, it is really funny too, them using the little knowledge they've actually picked up uh, in life to like solve these problems. Like yes. to think at, think about things a lot more simplistic, simplistically than the scientists can think of them. And he's like, no, you could just do this and it's going to be super easy. <laughs> I learned it by, you know, decapitating, uh, you know, a poor innocent bird one time, <laughs> something like that. I'm sure is how this is how the story would go. I, I do like these moments because they are it's it's that ultimate uh, um, cohabitation or like um, making everything work together. They're learning from each other. I have this weird knowledge and you have this weird knowledge and we can be friends. And it's so like uh, everything wrapping up in a nice little uh, bubble yeah. and teamwork and let's all show the right moral thing to do. <laughs> right. Which is the only way you can end a movie this chaotic. I think. Of Legally. course, but you do, <laughs> you do need that. You do need that little bit of excitement at the end. Absolutely. So we got our boy, got our boy, uh, William Atherton coming in with a, you know, uh, a bunch of homemade explosives to to blow the roof sky high. Faulkner and his even more crazy mullet. He has grown out. His, he yeah. is grizzly. He hasn't been seen. He's in grizzly as can be. Two weeks. He's I believe bunkered it's down. Only two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's not that long at all. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he is. You're right. That's a he's lot not, of body hair for two weeks. weeks. I thought it was a few months. I, I, th I thought it was a few months that they were in there. They said. Okay, so they said that they were in there for one month. I thought I caught that somewhere and wrote it down. And then they said, we have two weeks to save ourselves. So that would be a month plus two weeks would be the total. That's what I That's what I got. Weird. I could be wrong. Weird. Because I, I thought they were in there for a couple months Seems after like that. Though, right? But anyways, yeah. anyway. regardless, we have a grizzly, like you said, a grizzly Faulkner who's been hunkered down somewhere deep in the biodome. And he's been concocting plans to, you know, destroy the whole thing. And so, yeah, he uh, he almost gets found out by uh, Stubbs and Doyle. And they invariably and in inevitably, of course, uh, help him actually rig the place by uh, mistaking these explosives for some pyrotechnics that Atherton was trying to or sorry, Faulkner was trying to set up for um the celebration of them getting out of the biodome. They make them ride ridiculously naive. <laughs> they, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, like it's to the point where like, boys, come on. You know we just had what this a breakthrough with the like. two of you. You showed some intelligence yes, here. Exactly. And now we're coming back to this. And we're just going to pretend. You know this man doesn't have any good intentions. <laughs> and they give him the you benefit him. of the doubt. You broke him. Exactly. <laughs> you broke him. <laughs> he was really mad at you the last time you saw him. And you're just going to yeah. forget. You're just gonna trust him? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he and and they they end up they end up uh, obviously you know um, on the brink of um, bringing the biodome to homeostasis, and you know we're worried about that, and at the same time we have this risk of explosives going off at any moment, and and what and happens? Chase montage. 
Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? You know, we've used so many man- montages already. I know we haven't even touched on all of them. Um, but yeah. One of the last montages is a, a pretty good one. It's, I believe it's filmed in like double speed or, or shown in double speed yeah. or whatever like that. So they're uh, running around. It's real cartoonish. Yes, it's very, car- it's yeah. uh, of the time very much. Right. Um, but it's like the, the little Billy and family circus that you would follow around on his uh, journey through the neighborhood. They do the kind of same thing. Yep. And, Hilarity ensues and they uh, try and stop Faulkner from blowing up the biodome after they figure it out. And they end up getting it to homeostasis. The experiment uh, goes off without a hitch, despite all of their uh, uh, chaotic energy ensuring that it wouldn't. And uh, yeah, there is a little bit of an explosion at the end there, uh, but uh, nobody's hurt. And uh, They had to have that last little jump. You know, they always yeah, have to, of course. you know, trick you one more time. Yep. The, 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 the bad guy's not dead yet. The boys and their girlfriends ride off into that nuclear sunset. And you would think that there would be a there'd be a, a sequel at some point. But <laughs> no, sadly, we didn't get it. Sadly, we didn't. I really hope we don't. Um, I think that would be really gross to see because they're both. Oh, yeah. Up. We don't need to. I did read like in 2013 on some radio show. Um, Stephen Baldwin did say that, you know, they were in discussion to do a biodome too, but it would be about their kids. Oh, sure. But, uh, Bill and Ted. but obviously that didn't happen, yeah, no, I mean, but they would never be able to do anything near as well as Bill and Ted face the music. Well, first that off, was so good. The environment is way too touchy of a subject to be joking about no. anymore. So. Yeah. I mean, You're they, absolutely right. They do some nasty environmental jokes on this that it's still where people weren't quite taking it that seriously. And that's kind of the seriously. joke. The joke of the movie is that um, the two girlfriends are trying to be serious and the boys aren't. And, you know, that's the, the bigger picture yep. of it all. It's, you know, it's actually kind of sad when you look back on it in certain ways. But um, and there's one point in the uh, the end scene uh, where so the, the bomb blows up and they all come out and they're like coughing and they're like no we're okay and um, they see their girlfriends and uh, while they're like embracing their own girlfriends that they haven't seen they say goodbye only to the two girls that they were hitting on that the entire time the two female scientists they were hitting on yeah, the entire they have, time like, they're in there you're absolutely right about that i didn't even moment, realize it and it's like you're doing yeah. this in front of your girlfriend like they they're trying to be such good guys that they didn't you know fuck these girls and they went back to their girlfriends but they're still like having these emotional like right. <laughs> moments with these other women right in front of their women <laughs> like it's so inappropriate so it's like why why do you well eat, and i just didn't even i didn't even that clock in. that but you're right <laughs> It's a it's a it's a one second interaction that they could have edited out and it would have aged that much better. <laughs> yeah, it's also funny. It's because like you put these people through like traumatic experiences. Right. Like the least you could do is say goodbye. The least you could do. <laughs> yes, the rest of the group. Um, and the then, rest of them. Romulus. I mean, Romulus. Uh, they they broke him too. They should just take Romulus him with too. him. I think he's part of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He broke they broke him enough that you know he can't be a real right. scientist anymore he can't yeah um you also see i don't know if it's right before the credits or during the credits um faulkner um gets away he's like running off into the desert um because they were looking for faulkner after the bomb goes yep. off um because now he's a, a person of interest and uh he uh they say I, I don't know what the joke is but they say that faulkner basically found the key 
to get out the back window by sifting through Stephen Baldwin's poop. Poop. Yep. And here's yep. here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think that Stephen Baldwin, that character, would be uh, Doyle would be above sifting through his own poop to find that key for no. himself. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would let that go <laughs> that easily. No, I thought that too. That's really funny because right when he swallowed it, I was like, "We can get that key, though. Like, exactly. We can we're not get done that here. Key. <laughs> it's only gonna yeah, take a couple days here. if you're lucky." <laughs> Yeah. And everybody's going to know about it because you're going to be in pain, bro. Oh, yeah. I know, right? That There's no way in hell that that could have felt good. Like, I've no. never... Have you ever swallowed a penny or anything like that? No. I haven't I, either. No. Like, what does that even feel like versus a key? I, I eat food and it's bad enough. I don't need to be <laughs> swallowing metal objects. Come exactly. on. Well, is there anything else, T? There is not. Um, I... You know, I love this movie, and I was happy to see it. Like I told Dave earlier today when we were talking about when we were deciding on the movie, I was like, I watch this probably twice a year. <laughs> so it's just yeah. one of those ones that's in my rotation. Um, I put it on in the background when I'm painting or something like that, or I just watch it. Um, I'm very nostalgic of it, and I love it, and I'm so glad that we had time to talk about it uh, on our April Fool's Day, we forget if anybody forgot, uh, episode. Cause you know, they probably just got used to hearing us talk. I'm sure. Forgot all about Brandon and Jane who? Exactly. We don't need to, we don't, we, we don't need to worry about them. They're fine. Um, but you know, uh, feel free, uh, once again to, um, you know, let everybody know on social media that it's Tara and Dave week. And uh, you can do that at Movies We Missed um, on Facebook and Instagram. You can also hit us up at NWM Chat on Twitter and give us some feedback there if you like. Um, but yeah, T, um, this was a lot of fun. This was I'm super glad fun. we ended up doing this. Um, we gave Jane and Brandon a, a much deserved week off, but don't worry, they'll be back next week with Ooh. insert episode number and title here I know, right? what is next week's episode i don't, I don't know remember. um what did i just edit i just edited showgirls so we're keeping that streak alive with mr paul Ver verhoven um so please be sure to jump uh jump back in next friday with jane and brandon well t i bid you farewell i hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening mwm listeners we hope you have a great rest of your day night or whatever time it may be where you're at. Until we hear you hear our lovely voices again. Ooh, and you never know when that you might be. You never know. I mean, we'll, we'll pop up whenever. Don't, I mean, say our name three times. I dare you. Ah. Be well, everybody. Peace. All the drapey clothes and the hay buddies. <laughs>